Hey, this is Alyssa. This is Josue. And we're from the band Harper. And we listen to Portland Radio Project. This is Anthony Medici from Liquid Light. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. This is Mike Collins from Mets, Ryan, and Collins. This is Haley Johnson. You're listening to Portland Radio Project. So you are listening to the Portland Playlist. It's Wednesday night, and Veronica has the night off tonight. Hi, Veronica, if you're listening. We miss you. So I've got Tyler Stenson in the studio, and I have been a fan of his for I don't even know how many years. He is an amazing singer-songwriter and one of the nicest people you could ever possibly meet. And he's also the social media king of contests. Hi, Tyler. Hey, how's it going? Welcome, welcome. It's going really well. So we're going to do something a little bit different tonight. Tyler is going to play a couple of songs live, and this is going to be a short segment. It won't be the 7 to 9 show, um, because I am going to go to Tyler's rehearsal space after we are done with uh, this in-studio session. And he has a big show coming up on Friday. It's um, the Counting Crows tribute show. And um, this is the second one, right? Uh, second one at Star Theater. We did right. a summer concert series at a at a park in Washington. Um, right. Um, and that was a ton of fun. But this is like the second official right. uh, Counting Crows tribute show. And I went to that first one, which was in January, I believe. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, that was so fun. You guys did such a great job. And um, the audience clearly loved it, and we did not want the night to end. Yeah, me either. It was. I, I can honestly say one of the most, uh, some of the most fun I've ever had on stage. It just there was, it's an out of body experience to uh-huh. be up there performing. I do the Counting Crows tribute show because they're my absolute bar none biggest influence. Right. And so they're the songs I love most, and that kind of sparked. The, my love for lyric and the reason I do what I do. So it's pretty out of body to stand up there and to sing these songs, put down a guitar. I didn't play guitar that night. I just sang. So I had to kind of figure out what to do with my hands. <laughs> and then just the look in people's eyes, mm-hmm. singing songs that they've clearly adopted deeply into their lives for the last 20 years. Yeah, uh, It was something spiritual for uh, for me. Uh, and there was a look in people's eyes that I could tell they were liking it. So between yeah. between all that and kind of putting, there's also a pressure you put on yourself when you're performing your original songs. Mm-hmm. So to play, to perform somebody else's songs for a night, songs that inspired me so much, you know, 10 years ago to do what I do and then to have the crowd be so lovely. It was, uh, that's why we're doing it. Yeah. Right, uh, you know, 10 months later. Let's yeah. do it again. Let's do it again. That is so great. So when you um, approach the Star Theater, then I'm guessing that they said, of course, because of the last time that you did. Yeah, I mean, uh, fall in Portland is a popular time for shows, so mm. it's still not an easy go to get a date. Uh-huh. Uh, that's to nobody's fault. There's just so many bands coming through on tour, uh, trying to do the record releases. There are just so many bands, you know, vying for the few good stages in town. And, and so they were happy to work with me, but it took some time to like whittle down and find what the date was. Right. Now you speak of record releases going on in the fall. Is there some, um, not rule, I won't say, but it seems like there have been a lot, a rash of, of people releasing records in the last month. Is that a common thing to have it happen at this time of the year? I think I think so, because speaking from my experience, and maybe it it's what other people are doing, musicians, uh, 
work during the summer. Right. Um, we're not really in the studio because there's money to be made in mm-hmm. the summers with all of Portland's festivals and street fairs and outdoor patios. And mm-hmm. it, just the sky opens up when it comes to gigs in the summer. So I think musicians, uh, especially working musicians, do their work and get their lion's share during the summer. Right. And then fall, everybody's back to school. Uh, the sun sets earlier. It's right. It's when you can kind of like take a rainy day and be in the studio. Yeah. So I think a lot of people record in okay. the in the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. take summer off, do the finishing touches in the fall, and release and it. And then release it. Ideally in the new year, just so you have the full copyright year. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to release my new one in the new year just to have the copyright for a full calendar year. But I think that's kind of the cycle of yeah. Port- Portland musicians. Yeah. Okay, because I wonder, because there is, there's so many people releasing things, and it's it's just crazy. So I thought, is this something, you know, kind of like how awards are in the film industry? Is there something <laughs> that we don't know about in the music industry? Get in under the deadline so you take everybody by surprise. That's right. Yeah, that's just, that's that's my theory of, of why releases are happening now. Yeah. It's just, the on, honestly, truly, it's the, the sun sets earlier, so... Right. Uh, Better time to be inside and go inward like we're all supposed to this time of year. Yeah, if you're right. smart, you don't release a record in the summer because nobody will show up to your release show because they're uh-huh, out on a patio. They're out. <laughs> yeah, and I have to attest to that. It's really hard when you go, you know, when you want to go hear music yeah. and it's inside, and especially in Oregon, our summers, you know, you kind of have to grab oh, every yeah. every sunny sky that you can. So who wants to go inside if they really don't have to? <laughs> <laughs> nobody I know. I know. Yeah, I stopped, I stopped putting my neck on the line during the summer. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, it's just like, wow, I'm just fighting uphill battles every time I try to do a show in the summer. Yeah. It just it is just more trouble work. than it's worth. So yeah. I just I just kind of play the patio gigs in the yeah. summer and yeah. put my shows in the winters, yeah. falls and winters. Well, that's good. I noticed that you still are doing some Bridgeport ones. Is that that's still outside? Because you have one coming it, up. I right? have one on Sunday, actually. Um, and I've heard murmurs of a of terrible weather. terrible weather. So I don't know what the plan is for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I imagine it's it's always been rain or shine. They just have me in covered area versus not covered area. But if it's coming in sideways, I don't know <laughs> how covered. <laughs> I don't, you yeah, I don't be. know how covered I will be. How much into the year do those or late into the season do they go? Do you know? I don't know. I know that they did a summer concert series that I played four times right. at, and then um, all I know is they quote unquote extended it into the fall. Uh huh. So they offered me an October date. I don't. I doubt they battle the winter. Yeah, I wouldn't being think an outdoor so. venue. Yeah, all. it'd be cold and wet, and who's going to stand out there for that? As even when the music is as great as yours, people <laughs> I think have their limits with the weather. Oh, I have mine too. <laughs> yeah, <for> sure. <laughs> so back to your show. So. Um, so for our listeners, by the way, we have some people listening on PRP.FM, and we have some people now listening to, on 99.1 FM because now we're on the radio dial 24 hours a day, which is really exciting. Very cool for you guys. So this is our second Portland Playlist show on the radio dial, so it's been really, really exciting to ha- hopefully introduce new people to who we bring on the show and the format of our show. But oh, I know it will. It'll work yeah, yeah. So for listeners that might not be familiar, and you may have caught a glean of what Tyler said already, but he's a big fan of the Counting Crows, and you have quite a history of 
um, getting to be on stage with Adam at South by Southwest and winning, you know, the guitars, singers, guitar center showcase, right? Singer songwriter showcase. And then you got handpicked to go there by Don Was. And then Adam brought you on stage and there's the great picture of, of all of that. Yes. <laughs> um, so have you, since you did your first tribute show, have you heard anything from the Counting Crows camp? Do they know that you did this show? So before I did the show, uh, Counting Crows sent out a tweet saying, hey, we, we caught word that our, our buddy and fellow outlaw Tyler Stenson's doing a show. Go check it out. So they gave me major props beforehand. And then that particular night was completely filmed, uh, audio and video. Right. So all 15 songs are on YouTube. You can go watch Tyler Stenson cover Counting Crows with the full full band. Um, I then edited a highlight reel and sent it to him. <laughs> um, and I will be honest when I say I haven't heard back, uh-huh. but... He's been on tour all summer, so right. I'm just I'm just me in Portland, and he's off touring the world, and uh, maybe he watched it. I, he just hasn't gotten back to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope he knows that you're doing the show again. I try and, not to bug him this time around. Yeah. I'm a yeah. squeaky wheel, but I also don't want to abuse uh, right. the relationship yeah. and, and be you know, the annoying the side annoying of Squeaky. The super fan, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's probably really good. So... Um, you are going to play a couple songs for us live tonight. Yes. Right? Yes. And would you like to um, play a Counting Crows one first, or did you want to play one of your own first? I will play a Counting Crows song first. Okay. Should we do that since we're talking Counting Crows? Yeah, yeah. And then I'll play one of mine. You can yeah. see where the influence comes from. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. So I'm going to play... Their most rockin' tune. It's called Angels of the Silences. Um, But I call my music Elegant Folk, and this is the Elegant Folk version of Angels of the Silences. in my head It didn't make it any easier to leave me where I stand I guess there might not be too many who would stand beside you now so where'd you come from where am I going why'd you leave us here we're only good for waiting for you all my sins I said that I would pay for them if I could come back to you well all my innocence is wasted on dead and dreaming every night these silhouettes all appear above my head like little angels of the silences they climb into my bed and whisper Every time I fall asleep, every time I dream, I said, would you come? Would you lie? Would you leave us here? We're only good for waiting for you. Well, all my sins, I said that I would pay for them if I could come back 
All my innocence is wasted on the dead and dreaming. The dead and dreaming. I dream of Michelangelo when I'm lying in my bed. Like little angels hang above my head. Read me like an open book or suck my blood, break my nerve and offer me their arms. Well, I will not be an enemy of anything Well, I'll only stand here waiting for you. Cause all my innocence is wasted on the dead and dream. I'm gone, I'm gone, I'm gone I believe today I'm gone I'm gone, I'm gone Well take me away I'm gone, I'm gone, I'm gone I believe today I'm gone, I'm gone, I'm gone, I'm gone, I'm gone Tyler, even with a cold. Oh, yeah. Disclaimer, getting over a cold. (laughs) (laughs) Still sounds great. Thank you very much. So with a vast catalog that Counting Crows has, how in the world do you pick your set list? Well, within the last five or so years, they've released a greatest hits album Mm -hmm. called Films About Ghosts. And um, if you go down that list... I, I probably am playing 85% of those songs. Okay. But that album has three cover songs on it. And so I deleted the cover songs uh-huh. and I replaced it with my three favorite B-sides. So I did the like tried and true greatest hits. And then I added my, you know, according to Tyler Stenson. Right. Oh, that's <laughs> greatest great. Hits. And so that, those are songs like Miami uh, and Oh, a surprise song we're, we're doing for the first time. Oh, we're, really? We're doing three new songs this time around. Oh. So if you went to the last show, uh, we're playing all of those minus two okay. and then adding three. Oh, fun. That's a lot of numbers for you, but it's just Yeah, that's good too many numbers to for my non-math brain. Um, are, do you have the same band that you had last time? Yes. Um, we are unfortunately without accordion uh, oh. that night. Um all my contacts, uh, Ravi Goddard, you know, yeah. bless your heart, yeah. but you moved to San Francisco on us. So Wait, he did? Yeah, he moved. He I didn't know that. Very short notice, Got he got a uh, fantastic job and moved to the Bay Area. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so Ravi won't be there. Um, and uh, Oh, well, he will be missed in the music He will, here. and Peter will too. Peter is in Nashville right now, So, Peter, oh. but uh, Rob Rainwater oh. is taking his spot. You're so, kidding. Yeah. So, Rob. So, Portland Radio Project Rob, exactly. Whiskey Darlings Rob. Exactly. So Rob will be guest uh, guest <laughs> oh, appearance that night, doing oh, nice. some mandolin and, and some guitar yeah. for us. Oh, that's Otherwise, so great. same band. Uh-huh. Wonderful. Yeah, those uh, those two, Ravi and Peter, uh, stepped in for, for three or four songs. Uh-huh. Um, so I had to replace the quote-unquote guest musicians, but the core group is the same. Yeah, okay. And how did you come up with the name The Black Winged Birds? So I just scanned. That's the name of the band, by the way, everybody that's listening. Tyler Stenson <laughs> and the Black Winged Birds. Um, I just scanned the lyrics, and at the end of the day, one of their best songs is called Rain King, and the opening line is um, 
when I think of heaven, deliver me in a black winged bird. Uh, and uh, I just got to thinking, oh, black winged birds is just a fancier way of saying crows. Yeah. So uh, I just thought Tyler Stinson, the black winged birds. It just made a lot of sense. It comes from one of their greatest songs, one of their greatest sets of lyric, and then it just kind of uh, backhandedly calls ourselves crows. So uh-huh. It's kind of the poor man's counting crows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. All the way around, right? All the way around, it's just, yeah. yeah has great it's, meaning. <laughs> yeah, it's all within the same vein, at least. I That's hope. right. <laughs> oh, very clever. You're so clever. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what... So how how do you, I guess, juggle with your getting ready for the show, your rehearsals for the show? You have your own shows, and then all your band members, of course, have their own shows. But I suppose it helps that you guys did this before, so you're just fine-tuning what you did. And then, of course, like you said, you're adding new songs. Yeah, everybody I work with is extremely p- professional. I'm I'm the schlub of the group, um, and so they come dialed and ready to go. So we we do this all in two rehearsals. Oh wow! Um, JP, my keyboard player, uh-huh. he writes sheet music uh, uh-huh. for everything, and um, he distributes it amongst the group, and they all read fluently. And so when we get together. Yeah, it, the first one is is a rough go. Yeah, but they really quickly self correct, and the second time is great, and the third yeah. time is awesome. You know, so yeah. uh, they all come prepared and ready to roll, and uh, and we get we get through it. But there, everybody's in different bands. Yeah. Um, the, these are friends friends of mine that are in other groups, and I just bring them on for this, and and so um, it's always an honor to share the stage with them. And like I said, they, they bring it. Yeah, we just end up rehearsing at eight thirty on a on a Wednesday on a night. Wednesday night, <laughs> eight thirty to eleven thirty on Wednesday night, which is not great for everybody, but it's right. physically the only time we could all make it work. So, yeah, yeah. So we'll do it. Oh wow! Well, so the show is Friday night at the Star Theater. Yes, nine o'clock. Um, doors at eight. Yeah, doors, doors at, eight, at eight. Show, show at nine. nine. And ten dollars advance, I believe fourteen at the door. Yes. And um, you're having an opening band or not? Chris Margolin is going to play twenty minute acoustic set at the oh, beginning okay. of the night, and okay. then um, we will step up for an hour, and then Two Cow Garage is finishing the night. I have not heard them. Uh, I got introduced to them, and I like everything I hear online, uh-huh. but I've not met them personally. But yeah. they're uh, kind of a rockabilly. Okay. Uh, Perfect. Uh, Kind of whiskey, whiskey, yeah. whiskey uh, country. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's nice. really cool stuff. Yeah, great lyrics. That's the thing is, uh, it was it, I, I instantly noticed it was lyrically driven. Uh huh. Yeah, which is which is always my favorite. That's good music to me. Well, because you're the great lyricist, <laughs> so um, it's totally understandable that that would be <laughs> really important to I'm you. Just what you're putting the uh, underwhelming things I do on the guitar. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, Tyler. I think you're not giving yourself enough credit. <laughs> so um, we mentioned something a little earlier. You were talking about a release show coming up for you, which is in January. And you launched a Kickstarter mm-hmm. that successfully funded, yes, yes. which no surprise. Which it, was fun. <laughs> which was fun. You had a little bit of interesting stories coming along, didn't you, with a certain person? That Well, when you do, when you do a 30-day campaign... Uh, Half the people are on board in the first five days. The did I say half? I meant five percent uh, of people are on board in the first five days. Ninety-five percent of people you have to pull their teeth, even though. Right. And I, 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 I'm laughing about this, but even though they're gonna do it anyway, yeah. I, can't, I can't count how many 
times I got an email saying, hey, give me a five-day warning. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it's Man, true. you'd make my life a lot easier if you would just do I know. it now. <laughs> I know. And I have to say, I'm one of those people that does that. We all that. are. You know, I, I am just, too on the I other side of it. I just think 30 days is so far out there. I have plenty of time. Yeah. And um, yeah. And You're it's not usually, alone. <laughs> it's usually when it comes down to the wire, like, oh, wait, I didn't miss it now. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there, there were some interesting things along the way. Um, as much as we all like to think uh, Kickstarter makes uh, people know what it is and it mm-hmm. makes sense. There are some people need, who need to be educated right. on, on what it on is. On what and, it is and, and why that. you're asking. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So we got we got successfully uh, funded. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, one and I all. I can't wait to hear it, too. Uh, I went to Boise and recorded uh, 80% of the record all in one week. We just lived and breathed it and just got it done. Wow. And so I just heard my first mix today oh. of, of two of the songs. And so it's... Uh, It'll be done within the next two weeks. And then when it comes to actually releasing it, um, I had said, let's just say TBD. It'll be to, in, the new, in the new year. Okay. Uh, but I'll just say TBD. I'm switching my plan on that. Uh-huh. Okay. Do you have an idea of where you want to have it, the release? No. No. See, I had that, I had that figured out, and then I decided uh, uh, to go away from that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be 12 tracks, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the uh, the the crowd funded a 10-track record that I was going to call Steady As I Go. Right. And once we got in the studio and once we started digging through the songs and, uh, and all, it ended up being a 12-song record that I'm now calling New Northbound. Mm-hmm. And so during the – this is always fun, but during that week I wrote a brand-new song called New Northbound. Uh, it just – I could tell there was, and I'm not going to play it here, so right. don't ask yeah. me to, because uh, it's one of the things I've like written it and recorded it, but I've never really played it. Right. So uh, I was just sitting there looking at the spread of songs that I was offering, and it just kind of was glaringly obvious that there was a specific kind of song missing. Uh-huh. So I said, oh, I wonder if I can scrap together and write it. And as I started writing it, this concept of, of New Northbound kept popping up. And I was like, well, okay, it's going to be called New Northbound. And in hell, this record <laughs> is going to be called New Northbound. Oh, nice. Yeah, the whole record is about contentment yeah. in my life right, right. now. Uh, married with a with a daughter on the way. and um, Congratulations, thank, by the way. Thank Your you latest so Instagram picture was adorable. <laughs> the Your belly. daughter's belly was <laughs> the pumpkin. That <laughs> was very cute. You were at a pumpkin patch. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've been I've been writing this record, and I hate using the word content because I don't I don't want it to sound like um, I'm throwing in the towel. You know, yeah. um, it's not about that. It's just I spent so many years climbing and not yeah. happy with where I was. Mm-hmm. So this is a record about being happy with where I am. Yeah. And um, I may not be on top of the clouds, but in a, but I'm not underground. So I'm right. somewhere in the middle, and I am happy. Uh, with that life in the middle. And guess what? The middle is the new northbound. Yeah. So that's the yeah. hook of the song. The middle is the new northbound. Yeah. Uh, so the record uh, new northbound will be done in the in the coming weeks and released in the new year. Who knows where? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Yeah. Well, that'll be exciting. I can't wait to hear the news about it and then get my hands on that CD. Yeah. It's, it's fresh. It's something I've never done before. Yeah. It's a whole new sound. Nice. Who's playing on that? Uh, Kerry Samsel from Samsel. Oh the yeah, Skirt. that's right. Uh, he and I went. That's he's the producer. Right. Uh huh. And I guess you could call him a co-producer because he brought on his good friend uh, Mitchell. We call. I guess you call him Matchel. Matchel <laughs> Maldonado. Um, and the two of them are co-producers. And man, the three of us 
like I said, we holed up in a room for a full week in Boise and, and, uh, the sounds that came out were the most creative that I've ever been a part of. Uh And that's just to say, like, I went in saying this can't be more of the same, right? This has to be different than, than what I've been doing. Right. Um, so we went in with kind of, you know, high reaching goals and, uh, came out with a good sound. So I'm excited to show it off. Oh, fabulous. So, but that's it. Who's on the album? Yeah, between me, Carrie, and uh, Mitchell, yeah. we played wow. every instrument, wow. and then we brought on uh, Skip Von Kusky to play oh. some cello uh-huh. uh, for a few songs, and then um, a fellow named Justin, but I don't know his last name, uh, dubbed a few horns, so there's a horn section on two songs. Okay. Outside of that, Carrie Samsel. Uh, his wife, Kelsey, sings harmonies oh, on she? some songs. Uh-huh. So kind of the Samsel family takes yeah. care of a lot of it. And then uh, my new friend, Mitch Maldonado yeah. in, in Boise, played played drums and keys. And yeah, oh, it's, wow. it was not a lot of people. It's weird. Not a lot of people, but many But a lot people. of sound. Uh, not yeah. a lot of people, but a lot of sound. Yeah. And then just like kind of some random people I've never worked with. So it was a cool cool experience yeah. just to meet new people. And, and I, guess, I guess that's why you get the new sound because you're... It's like, hey, nice to meet you. Right. Never met you before. Play on my record. That's right. Oh, cool. And then now we're best friends. <laughs> now we're best friends. And it sounds different. Right. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's so exciting. It is. I'm, I'm, it came so out you late. have a lot. I mean, you have a lot of new things going on. So you have the new baby. You have a new house. Yes. <laughs> and now you're going to have a new album. Yes. Yeah. When is the baby due? Uh, Thanksgiving weekend, Thanksgiving essentially. Weekend. Yeah, before we knew it was a girl, we called it Turkey Baby, <laughs> just because that's when it was. Cert- because of the due date. Yeah, n- November 28th is the official due date, uh-huh. but uh, I guess 5% of children actually end up on the due date. Yeah, so, yeah, I think so it's pretty turkey unusual. Baby. Yeah. Sometime around there. Oh, wow. Yeah. How fun. That's such a great time. Great time to have a baby, something to be really thankful for. We are very excited, very thankful. Um my wife just had her baby shower, and so the outpour, oh, the outpouring was yeah was special, and people are great. Yeah, people have been well, cool. I guess we are in into October, so it is getting into the countdown for her. Oh, uh, we are in like the seven week halo. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, wow. <laughs> I can't believe it. I feel like I just found out. Yeah, well, it goes fast. So, sometimes not always for the one that is pregnant, <laughs> but but True. it definitely goes by really fast. I think she would tell you it's gone by fast. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you know, as as everybody does, she's also had her had her times of like, oh, yeah, it's taking yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah. I had both of mine one four weeks early and one five weeks early because of you know complications in that. And so I can't imagine you know going that last month. I have no idea what that's like other yeah. than hearing what people talk about. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> especially when they're two weeks late. Yeah. Oh, like, get it out of me. right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you see them walking around miserable and all. Well, of that. you're special people for doing it. I just <laughs> I watch her doing it, and I you know uh, my mom. I'm I have a large family, right. so my mom did it uh, many times, many times over. And man, it's just uh, uh, I took it took it for granted for sure so yeah you, you ladies are, are special to to do that <laughs> it is quite a miracle it really yeah, is it truly you know is. it's just kind of amazing that that the body can do that and can just like it with animals i mean it's just amazing that a human or another being can grow inside of of another being on such a predictable schedule yeah. too. the fact that human body is an amazing thing yeah, yeah. To, to spawn another, to create another human being and for it to kind of work like clockwork for yeah. the most, for the for most the part. For the most part, yeah. yeah. 
It's bizarre. Yeah, it is really weird. It's just clearly that there is something else out there. It's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to play another song for us? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And what's this one going to be? I'll play uh, the thematic title track. This is Steady As I Go. This was going to be the name of the album. Right. Uh, but mostly because of the theme. Not because it's the catchiest song I have, but uh, it's not like it was going to be the radio hit or anything. But thematically, it's about life in the middle and being cool with that. kept from high but then again I've never really sunk in too low cause life in the middle gives you room to grow and it holds me safe from misery so I'll be oh so steady as I go applause <laughs> oh that's a nice one and what that's a vibey one that's it a is vibey a vibey one, one. Yeah. and um it's, it's a good reflective rainy day kind of song isn't it and, um 
steady as I go. I mean, that's something we should all strive for, really. And, you know, contentment and I don't think there should be any negative connotation to contentment as far as it doesn't mean for some reason. Or... I, for some reason, every time I say content, I feel like I'm saying, eh, yeah, fine. But it's really, right. like, you know, I'm great. Right. You know, it yeah. Is, I guess I guess it's all in the inflection yeah. of, of the syllables. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's supposed to be a positive thing. And man, when you hear the instrumentation. Uh-huh triumphant trumpet you know oh, kind of yeah. echoing the the melody and yeah. it's, it's a really really cool, oh, nice. cool moment on the record yeah oh well it might yeah, even be the wait. first track it might too so how does one when you're making these albums and you're you know so you first you have to figure out what songs you're going to put on an album obviously right. and then um how do you decide on the order that is uh it's a science actually mm-hmm. um to me, I look at the I put myself in the shoes of the listener. I I bet a record label does something like single first, you know, things right. like that, but when I'm putting out a record and I'm pretty positive it won't be <laughs> you know, on the radio or whatever. <coughs> Pardon me. Um I do it just strictly for record's sake. I think about what is that first thing the listener hears? Mhm. What is What's worthy of being like, oh, I like this. I want to listen to the other 10 songs. And then I also bookend it with what's the last thing they hear? What's the lasting impression? What's the last lyric? Right. Does, you know, does is there a sound? What's the last riff? So what's the first impression? What's the lasting impression? I anchor those as my bookends. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I pretty typically start with a, a vibey song to start. And so if I'm being honest, my catchiest song is usually my second song. Okay. I hope I hooked you with, with my heart and my true intentions, Right. but I want to keep you here. So I, I usually do my catchiest song second. And then from that part, let's say it's a 10 track record that takes up three. So I have seven tracks left. Right. I, I then look at what songs are left and are any of them moderately similar and then I put those as far apart from each other as I can. Because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, if, if you hear them back to back, you snooze fest. You know, it's like, right. oh, did I just hear this song? Right. Um, because like I said, lyrically, I'm always saying something new. But musically, I'm not the most, you know, original. And so I, I always try to separate those. And right there, you, you then know you're first and last. And you have a two anchor points kind of in the middle. You know, I can't move these around. These right. are third and seven. Right. Three and seven. And then from there... Are those upbeat or downbeat? And you, you and know, switch I, them. I yeah. do try, just like a concert, you try to create like up and down mm-hmm. moments. Right. You don't want to jump back and forth, up, down, up, down, up, down. So right. you try to do like two or three upbeat in a row and then lull it for two and then maybe ramp up to another, you know, more upbeat, more upbeat, very upbeat. So yeah. you try to create an adventure. Yeah. On this record, there are, um, I wrote a prequel and a sequel. Um, oh. I'm re-recording my song as the crow flies. Oh, where it says to from where I stand, my home is like a middle daughter, uh-huh. just a dot on the map of the world. Yeah, and uh, I have then gone and written a song called Middle Daughter, and so um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to put them back to back so that they make so, sense because they together. tell a story. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there are little things like that you can mm-hmm. look for. Yeah. And I reference another song on this record. So I'm, I want to make sure chronologically one goes, goes before the other. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors. I'm I'm rambling at this point. But it's it's yeah. 
it's not arbitrary. It's right. not something you just, mm, this looks good. Yeah. Uh, auto alphabet. Right. Alphabetical order. Well, it's kind of like an album is a book, you know, or can be. And so, oh, very you know, much. each chapter and you want them to all flow together and you, yeah. want, you want to have a strong beginning to get the reader to keep reading and you want a good finish. So it's kind of True the same story. thing. True story. And album. this is very thematic in terms of uh, I hope it's not overkill, but everything's about up and down and left and right uh-huh. and forward and backward. Everything's very yeah. directional uh, uh, topically. And so um, uh, they belong together on a record. Yeah. So I hope it doesn't become old hat, but at the same time, uh, I do need to pay attention to which ones introduce the next one. Right. Which ones refer backwards, you know, right. things like that. Yeah. Oh, how exciting. Well, I can't wait to can't wait to see what you do with this. Yeah. I'm excited to show it off. I really am. I'm having Bye. trouble with my uh, okay. Bye, Facebook. So um, I was doing Facebook streaming here, and um, you go Terry Briggs on Facebook, and it's the little thumbnail that says Terry's Tunes PDX. So um, there's a couple videos on there, and then uh, later tonight I will at the rehearsal space. I will, I believe, I'll go on it through PRP's. Facebook stream. If oh, it cool. doesn't work, it'll be on Terry Briggs's again, and um, then we'll <coughs> put it on Portland Radio Project later. But I'm, I think it should work for me to do it under PRPs. But we'll, cool. we'll see. <laughs> it, either way, it'll be there somehow. So we do have a couple listeners tonight, and um, one person. They um, both signed on anonymously, so we don't know who you are out there. But thank you for listening. And one said, "Woohoo, Tyler on the radio." So an excited Tyler fan. Hello, hello. And another one um, in talking about the name of uh, the black-winged birds said it could be ravens, black-winged birds. Yeah, very well. Because there's the (laughs) whole raven and the crow thing, isn't there? Edgar Allan Poe is one of my biggest influences, so I would would very much entertain calling it the ravens. Uh I made it a bucket list item in my life to recite all of the raven from memory and i got like five stanzas in and 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 put it on hold for a while yeah. it's a long poem good for you to get the five stanzas in because yeah, yeah. And, and sound check i'm always like once upon a midnight dream <laughs> i pondered weak and weary <laughs> but, instead of reading the night before christmas you can mm-hmm. be reading the raven evermore actually a uh, song off this new record is called evermore so oh really inspired by uh the raven oh Evermore, evermore. Uh So, yeah, evermore is a a track on there. Oh, wonderful. Well, so speaking of Christmas, I don't know if you want me to bring it up, but you do have a book out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, It's timely because we're... We're almost into the season. Well, our second edition is in print right now. Oh, is Um, it? We made uh, two pretty pretty big edits. Um, And it's called Certainly Santa, or There's Certainly a Santa. uh And my sister came to me with an idea of how to how to talk to children about who Santa Claus actually is. And we're not, that's not, uh, we're not trying to dupe you there. Yeah. We really are. This really is the book that tells all. Uh-huh. So, so beware parents. <laughs> yeah. So some people have been like, I didn't think it was like that. I was like, I've blatantly said it is that I'm not trying to be, yeah, you I'm know, not trying cheeky. to pretend. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there were two spreads, um, one spread that we very much wanted to change. Um, I don't think I'm offending anybody by this, but we kind of coddled the child a little too much. Hmm. Um, we um, we basically said, oh, don't worry. Like, you'll still get presents. And at the end of it, we're like, no, like that kind of um, 
uh, we just switched the message to be uh, more positive and not so me, me, me. Uh-huh. Um, I, I promise I promise it's delicate. I do promise it's a delicate way of doing it. Uh-huh. Um, but we switched that spread. And at the, in the, at the end of the day, it's, it's more inclusive, honestly. Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but something about that spread was a little, was a little bratty. Uh-huh. And this is a way of just rounding it off and making it a sweeter, sweeter thing. So we swapped out a spread. And then at the end of the book, we added an activity page, that, oh. like kind of an interactive activity yeah. page. So oh, we nice. are currently printing version two of There's right. Certainly a Santa. And it is available at CertainlySanta.com. All right. So I'll put up links um, tonight, either before I go to the rehearsal or it will be after that. And I'll put up the links on our talk board. And then um, certainly when we when we put this all together after the show here, um, we'll put the links on there as well. Cool. And so is it online ordering only for people? Um, it is for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will have... I'll personally have a, a stock in town here, and you right. might you might catch me at a at a Christmas bazaar or something. But it, your safest bet, absolutely, is just order at certainlysanta.com. Yeah, yeah. Well, how exciting! Because last year, of course, was the debut of the book, and now you're in the second print. Yeah, another it's, season. You know, another Christmas season later. That's pretty exciting. It was an adventure. Neither of us. Um, sorry, mm-hmm. kicked her foot. <laughs> Ooh, uh, playing footsies under the table. We're both entrepreneurs in our own right, but neither of us has ever done a Christmas book. So she had the idea, and she came to me as a lyricist and said, "Can you write the story?" And yeah. I've, like I said, Edgar Allan Poe, Shel Silverstein, some of my like biggest influences and so i jumped at the idea yeah and we just kind of made it happen we hired hired an illustrator so between the three of us we waded through the muck and, Mm and came out on top and uh um I'll just say we ordered X amount of books and sold X amount of books mm-hmm. last year. So yeah. we sold out. I'm not yeah. saying it's a giant number, but um, we hit our goal. Yeah. And this year we were like, let's do it again. Good. And up the ante a little bit, but it's kind of funny. We, um, you put off, you think you have all year. Right. <laughs> we are so under the gun right now. We're, <laughs> we're basically getting books in like Thanksgiving Day when the goal was to get them October 1st. Right. And it's, it's, you know, uh, so we put it off longer than we should have, but. Well, busy. as we were talking about, time just seems to fly, and here Ugh. you are. You're at, we're at this time of year again. I don't even know how that happened. I don't either. <laughs> Mid-October already? Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. Crazy, crazy. So um, you have a YouTube video that or series of your last album. Are you going to do that where you did? I should continue talking, I guess, for the listeners <laughs> that don't know. So Tyler has this great YouTube series of his last album, his 2013 or 2012 album, that you did a song you, uh, per video, and you talked about the song. And oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Are it, you going to do that with this new one? Absolutely. It goes back further than that. Um, I have several records from across the years, and I have done it for every every time I record a song, I do it. So, okay. So what I do is I just take three or four minutes. Um, I try not to ramble, but I take three or four minutes and, uh, I try to just give inside behind the scenes information. I, I describe what the song is about, what inspired it. I try to, if there's any particularly sneaky line, Mm -hmm. I try to explain the meaning of it. Um, if there's something that funny that happened in the studio, um, I try to call that out of like, okay. Like Devil Came Knocking, one of my songs, for example. Mm-hmm. There's a line where I sing, the first to die is the first one going home. 
But if you put on headphones and listen to it, in the deep background, I say, the first to die is the first one going home. <laughs> I, I try to sound as demonic as possible. Yeah. So you can hear it in headphones, but most people don't get it. Yeah. But on that video, I say, hey, put on, you know, I kind of show off the Easter eggs, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. So for every song I record, I put out this record. And yeah, I absolutely plan to do that yeah. again oh, this time around. I'll have to find time to do it. I know. <laughs> yeah. How will you do that? Because you'll have a baby by then. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you'll you'll hear her crying in yeah. the background and, and the dogs barking at the mailman or every Every single sound possible. But yeah, I can relate to that one. They won't be as one. smooth, but they'll be out. I'll put them out for sure. Yeah. Well, that's really good. I think um, if you want to go on to, they just look up your name and you can find <laughs> Tyler Stenson and you can find all these videos and they're just really fun to watch. And it's I, really fun to get the background on all the songs. I just, I know as a f- music fan growing up, every time I got the chance to hear the artist talk about the song, mm-hmm. And when they would reveal those little things, I just thought it was the coolest thing possible. And so as the artist now, um, I hope one person watches them. You know, I hope yeah. one person finds it finds it cool. And so uh, they're a joy to make. Uh, I hope I hope they're not just for me. <laughs> you know, I hope people oh, watch no, them. Oh, no, they're not. People watch them. But you can pretty much go look at Tyler Stenson Explains dot 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 whatever your whatever mm-hmm. title you're looking for Tyler Stenson explains best laid plans ex- explains true oil blue things like that so but it's just me looking at a camera and talking pretty pretty raw well it's really good i cuz i'm one of those people too i always love when artists tell their story about a song you know during their show to me that's that makes it more enjoyable for me because then i feel a connection you feel like you're getting to know the person and then it's i don't know i think it's always interesting to know the background of a song well that's interesting i've never thought of it in that way because i like to tell stories at my Mm -hmm. shows yeah but you don't get to hear them in the live album so i guess if you go listen to the album yeah next to the next kind of listen to the album on one screen and and youtube videos on the other screen you can kind of have a live experience hear the story and then the song yeah that's very true that would be really clever i'm gonna have to try that put your album on and then put your youtube on yeah that would and then it'd be like having my own private tyler stenson concert (laughs) yes it would and uh that is available (laughs) (laughs) and that is available tyler stenson does do those tell people about that oh i just that's where i thrive i love living room concerts uh i am a storyteller and i am a eye contact guy and so when i can't see past the first row because of bright lights Mm -hmm. like i'm on my heels at that point i was like i can't see you i can't see your reaction we can't connect and so living room concerts what i are, are what i live for so that's kind of what the winter is for me um probably do more private events in the winter so that that season is coming up yeah i'm excited but i also had um four people on kickstarter um pledge the the level that to get a private concert private concert so fabulous i've already honored one uh, while i was in boise right uh, i did a house concert for a uh a boise resident that um donated and then there's three more uh Two more in Portland, one in Southern California. So wow. I'll be traveling uh, next March to, to play for him, uh, uh, for, for his network. And, how fun. And we'll to be determined on the Portland ones. Yeah. Yeah, four people bought, you know, not bought, but uh, invested enough yes. to uh, qualify for the house concert. So. Well, what a fabulous idea. I, I love to do them. Yeah. That must be really fun. <coughs> and fun for them, too, I'm sure. 
because, you know, they're obviously investing in you because they like your music, but then to have you give them a concert for doing that is... Yeah, I mean, when you're putting together a Kickstarter, you you try to have all kinds of tiers that people can pick the reward that best suits them. Right. But they're... It is interesting. You're, <laughs> it's it's a humbling experience, um, but it's also um, it feels very self serving. Where you're sitting there, sitting there, going like, "Okay, for fifty five dollars, what what am I, what is that worth? You know, like, um, why would they think it's worth that? What can I give them that's worth it? Um, and what slash what's worth my while? I don't want to mm-hmm. promise the stars for fifty dollars. You know, right. so. It it is a it is a dance and man I just two hundred twenty people um, chipped in on it so um, that it, that's where it gets humbling uh, yeah. and inspiring you know it's like I want to go make this record because I know two hundred twenty people yeah that, you know spoke up for it. and I know there's countless others who didn't uh, bottom line is Facebook squashes you know <laughs> who I can reach and so I know there's other people who are going to get it on the backside and uh, I was just honored to kind of do this as a community and had supporters all along the way and and man people's big hearts um i i hand wrote thank you cards to everybody who donated 100 or more and so that was um more than i thought <laughs> more people <laughs> did you get some writer's cramp oh there? my goodness i had to do it in batches because um my we type now. We don't write anymore. I so know. Pe- penmanship's out the window. Yeah. And I always took such pride in my penmanship. But now that we're typers, yes, man, my hand would cramp after two thank you cards. And I tried to get through like 10 a night, you know, because um, <laughs> I think like 60 are going out the door. Um, wow. That's fabulous. It's just it's it's fun to it's fun to write those cards and try to again, try to just put a personal touch on it. Right. Cause they, you know, they they went to bat for me. Right. So. It's fun. Yeah. Well, that's I'm glad it's over. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I bet you are, because it must be a very nerve-wracking 30 days when you're waiting to see, is it going to fund? And then, then of course, you have to keep it fresh, because like you said, Facebook, you know, they really have cracked down on how they let you get your word out, and they really limit where, you know, the exposure, I think, that anybody gets in their feeds anymore, so... Yeah, it's a very grueling experience, Mm -hmm. because like I said... um, 5% 5% of people react right away. Right. And then you have to pull teeth for the other 95%. And um, it you can't say the same thing over and over and over because right. you then start to alienate people. Right. So you try to keep it as fresh as you possibly can, but you also want to have a clear message. And, right. Uh, there's certain pieces of info you want to recycle, but there's certain ones. You, so you just try to wrap it in a different package and... It is a it's a long grind and and then you have people uh trolling you and then yeah. you have uh good 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 friends telling you give me a 3 day notice and you're just like you want to wring their neck cuz you're like I love you dude but <laughs> like how can I possibly remember to give you a 3 day notice Yeah, right? I got so much going on and I I'm, yeah. I'm going grayer right now because <laughs> of this campaign and uh if you just gave me that up front, then I wouldn't have to worry about it any longer. And yeah. you know, I wouldn't have to talk about it anymore. Right. Every time people were like, how's, how's it going? I was like, oh, really, really great. But can we not talk about it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but it's over now. So it's, now it's, it's fun over. to talk about it. Yeah. You can look, look back on it with, with a bright smile. Yeah. Like, oh, I survived it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're moving on to the finished product. Yeah. It's, that's surreal. Yeah. I, um, 
I compared album making to baby making recently where um, <laughs> um, somebody asked, how many children are, are you wanting to have to my wife? And she's like, oh, hopefully for three or something like that. And I said, well, don't you want to see how one goes? <laughs> and and um, basically it came down to apparently people have more than one. Apparently there's something, there's some joy in it that makes you want to do more than one. And then uh, somebody said, well, I think people forget the <laughs> I struggle. Say that. I think yeah. they forget the struggle. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? That is exactly like making an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be my 12th album. And every time I start making an album, I'm reminded of what a grind it is. Right. You spend an entire day listening to a click track. Um, I'm talking day one. You play acoustic guitar to a click track and then you sing to a click track just to have roughs for the drum and bass to play to. Right. And you don't even end up using that guitar and vocal. So you spend an entire day just like spinning your wheels and seven days later when you're hearing that click track and that same riff and, and you know, you're tired. (laughs) Yeah. We went from nine to midnight every day. It's a grueling experience. And Mm so, um, I know for a fact it's nothing like childbirth. Don't even, don't even. <laughs> so all of you out there, don't yell at Tyler. Don't yell at me. I'm just saying it that way. <laughs> I think mothers forget the pain. Yeah. When uh, when they decide to have a second one, mm-hmm. uh, us artists forget the pain when we decide to record another record because it's a grueling experience. Right. Yeah. It's not this romantic thing that all of us who are the ones that are going to just get it to listen to (laughs) think it is. It's an exercise of patience, too, because it does not, you know, Rome didn't happen a day or records don't happen in a day unless you do it live, obviously. But, yeah, they are they are grueling, uh, tedious tasks. Yeah. These records. Well, speaking of it not being done in a day, what so the songs that are on this album what is their evolution in t- in the span of time? Um, across the record? Yeah. Because I know that it's not all from a one period of time, obviously. You've, you know, these are probably some of these songs you might have had for a long time, and some could be really recent. Um, I write in batches. Mm-hmm. So these are all, um, if I can put a timeline on it, I met my wife October 2nd of 2010. Um, I know that because I released an album that day. (laughs) I met her at the album release. But um, that said, this is the first record with songs about my wife. Uh So this is the, I then, I guess all I'm trying to say is all of these songs were written uh, between 2014 when my last EP was put out and um, uh as of this week, I finished New Northbound. So wow. these songs are all 14 to 16, 2014 yeah. to 2016. Um, a lot of the songs evolved in and of themselves because I noticed I had too many. When you write a song on acoustic guitar, I have a pretty mellow way about me. So I never really rock it out. And so we kind of took the opportunity to take some songs and be like, could this be an upbeat song? Right. And so there's a song I recently posted called The Nest. Mm-hmm. Um, that song is now a very funky. Oh, really? Groovy. Like kind, yeah. kind of like a, kind of the vibe of a, an Amos Lee song. Right. Or, um, it kind of has that my song lover things, that uh-huh. kind of uh, that sexy groove. Yeah. The Nest is now that. And oh. so instead of this kind of melancholy song, it's now a silver line. Because that song is always meant to be a positive silver lining. Yeah. Um, but the way I wrote it was kind of 
you know, gray, and this is this is the, now the this silver, is the silver sun shining version, yeah, version of yeah. it. Oh, nice. So the songs in and of themselves grow. Yeah. And then there's two songs I wrote in the last minute uh, to go on it. So it's a it's a nice span. Uh-huh. There's a song about the night I met my wife, just uh, How Bright. Right. It's called How Bright. Yeah. From, you know, she walked in the room and I was in love at first sight. And so I wrote <laughs> that song. And then there's a song that verbatim says, there's a baby on the way in the belly of Marie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so it. It covers a, a wide span, but it, it pretty much covers my relationship. Yeah. And how is she about with that? With? Not with the relationship. I'm not going <laughs> to ask how she is with the relationship. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, but about knowing that this album it has, you know, very much she is in it. Um, she's a pretty private person. In fact, you know, her name is Angelie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but her middle name is Marie. So when I say there's a baby on the way in the belly, Marie, I... We talked about it, yeah, <laughs> and uh, we decided to use her middle name, right, so that she could stay a little bit anonymous. Right. Um, now that now that I've just thrown her under the bus, <laughs> um, so much for that. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, uh, oh, and then the song "Middle Daughter" mm-hmm. is kind of about her more vulnerable side, and so we talked about it, mm-hmm. and um, and we're cool with it, um, just because. <laughs> If I'm telling the complete truth, and she knows this, um, if I look at the four loves of my life, they've all been middle daughters. And so I've, that's why I wrote As the Crow Flies, mm. where I stay in my home as like a middle daughter. Right. That was in 2009 when I wrote that song, so long before my wife. So I had a fascination with middle daughters. <laughs> and then when I met my wife and married her, um, I decided to, like, to finally close that chapter and like sum up what what is a middle daughter to me? Yeah. So, um, it's most recently about her, but she, and she knows this, but it's kind of about the collection of middle daughters and middle daughters everywhere. Right. I think all share this certain trait I speak about. So, um, but, uh, to answer your question, there's a little bit of reservation because she's a private person, but I also think push come to shove. She's happy to not hear about exes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All, all the songs I currently sing and play are about, you know, exes so right. um, she's probably on the happier side of the coin right <laughs> to, to be like oh okay, at least it's about me we put the exes away <laughs> exactly at least it's about me this that's time. right oh that's great well i know that we're getting close to time for you because you have rehearsal yes so do you want to do another song or do we want to yeah close it out yeah i'll play um i'll play how bright this is the uh the catchy song off the record okay so um so once again everybody while he's getting his guitar here um tyler stenson has the great counting crows tribute show on saturday at the star theater (coughs) and um believe me if you don't have your plans already made you should go because it's the first one was fabulous and you will be singing all night long and Tyler and his band will be glowing because they clearly all just love the Counting Crows, and it's very evident. And so it's it's a really magical night because the audience is loving it because yeah. the nostalgia of the music, and then you guys are giving it back. And anyway, I can't encourage people enough to go to that show. So. That's a good way to put it. I know, like I said earlier, it's the most fun I've ever had on stage. So I'm, yeah. I can't wait to relive it. Yeah. Well, it was evident. It really was. Cool. I think the beam of your smile. You talk about the light that shone when your wife walked in. You know, you yeah. first saw her. Well, it's you were beaming. You know, you were. 
just radiating this cool this great light and you the joy was palpable <laughs> that's how i felt so i'm glad to know it happened. yeah no it was there but all right speaking of this is that song this is how bright well how bright the light you be Oh, it's all I seem to see. Man, I was there when this place dimmed darker than space, but for the fear that no love would be found. And I was there when this room lit up like the moon on the moment that you came around. Oh, how bright the light. It's the clock never sped its tick-tock No, no, it told me the time was still night But I found that hard to believe Cause all I could see was some damn silhouettes up again Set bright white light Whoa, how bright the light should be Oh, it's so Giving light, you glow. Shades of gray, I watch them burn off in the warm of your rain. Now I'm a man, I'm a world, I'm the closest planet to a girl. And mama, how you radiate? want that song sung about her <laughs> my wife at times no 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 yeah that was i believe in love at first sight because that that's what happened uh i noticed it she noticed it uh we both went and told our friends 
something this, weird just happened yeah. and uh, our friends introduced us at the end of the night. So yeah. it was very cool, but that's how bright. That is so great. So um, I think I've heard it before, but I'm forgetting. So when you saw her, were you on stage when you saw her or where? Because no. this was your release show. Yeah, I was setting up my merch. So I was over by the door setting up my merchandise and she walked in and I just kind of was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I went on my way. Uh, but apparently, uh, to use her words, she she went, oh, <laughs> uh-huh. and w- walked over and she was on uh, she was the third wheel on a date. So she had no clue who she was there to see. Um, yeah, I, I always feel, I feel very weird saying I met her at my show, and uh, you know, yeah. she must have loved the musician. I, it's, it's nothing like that. Yeah, she was the third wheel on a date. She didn't. She could care less who she was there to see. Right. She was, she was with her friends, making sure her friend yeah. was safe and, yeah. and all. And uh, she went over to her friend and said, "I just had a really weird moment with this guy." And her, the guy said. That's Tyler. I know him. I'll introduce you. So, um, so that guy's not in the picture anymore. But um, <laughs> I, I love him to death <laughs> for for coming over and introducing us. Yeah, yeah it's very cool. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's totally one of those ex- experiences of people coming into your life for a reason. Not not only her, obviously, but him. You yeah. said he's no longer in the picture. Exactly. So it's like he was in the picture. Exactly. <laughs> we were, we were friends of friends. I barely knew him, but he, yeah. he was taking a girl out and decided to take her to my concert. And that girl decided to bring her friend along. And, and yeah. that's, that's the mother, and of my, go. Yeah. mother of my daughter. Right. Yeah. That's wonderful. It's pretty cool. Oh, it's giving me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would think that's got to be a song that she probably smiles when she hears that. Yeah, because it's a rocking song. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, there's a lot of energy to yeah. it in, in her heart. She's She likes the rocking song. Yeah, so yeah. Finally wrote a love song that's actually upbeat versus all my other love songs have like an asterisk next to them. Right. They're kind of melancholy. Yeah. Well, the nice thing, one of the nice things, there's many nice things about your music, but one of them is that you can sing something, you know, acoustically like that. But then when you go to your show with the full band, then you've got the whole band backing these songs. And so it's almost like you get, it's almost like you get double (laughs) because, you know, you can, you (laughs) two experiences. Yeah. You get two experiences because you do play a lot of solo shows mostly and yeah yeah, so um so it is it's really cool to to see both versions of your music cool and both of them are always enjoyable that's for sure well thank yeah and songs change um i forget who said it but uh actually uh it's a counting crows thing but he he said we finally learned to play that how, how to play this song and it's a song that had been out for six years but they just do an entirely different version of it now yeah because you can write a song all day long but i don't think you know how to play it i don't think Until you know you, how to yeah. perform it for a few years so right there's some songs in this record that um evolved from from day one to recording date uh-huh. and then there are songs that i wrote just for for it and i know in two years i'll be playing them differently uh, right just, that's that's how yeah. it goes that's why i'm re-recording as the crow flies because it's like i've it's evolved so much just in how i deliver it yeah uh, that i wanted to recapture it well i think that's uh, i don't know to me that's always a good idea to stretch a song over time because especially if you're a fan you know if you're a fan it's one thing if you go hear a show that you may never hear that person again but if it's somebody that you really like and usually then therefore you want to hear them over and over again or see them because you can hear them on a cd over and over but to see a live performance of their music i think it's always fun when it's changed up a little bit 
you know, and, um, and like you said, they, they breathe over time, you know, just like life does. You can't help it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As I, as I change, I, I bring different inflections into right. the performances. So yeah, it might be subtle to, to most, but to me, it's yeah. like, this is totally different. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was at Al's Den last night hearing the sale, the sale and they, um, I've, you know, known them for, I, I was trying to remember over six years now and they played, you know, some of their songs that I've heard many times, but they played different renditions of them. Cool. And, um, it was really fun. You yeah. know, it was like, wow, that sounds really cool. Cause you know, when you hear something many, many times, you know how that song goes yeah. and then you think, but I liked it how, you know, I like that song. And then they play it though with a different rendition. You're like, Ooh, I like that song, <laughs> you know, when you can always go back and hear the, uh, All right. the recording. Well, of, right. Of the original. Yeah. One. But it's just so fun. It's just, it's, yeah, it's kind of, you know, cause they're art projects. So right. it's just fun to see what the artist is going to put you know, where they're going to dabble the paint next on a song. True, true. So anyway, I don't want to keep you holding up because then you're going to hold up your your people at rehearsal and they're not going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a late night for us. For yeah, us. yeah. But um, is there anything you'd like to say while you're on the air that um, anything you want to say to people or make sure everybody knows about other than obviously your show on Friday? Yeah, I would like to say that I love you and appreciate you, Terry. You are you're such a sweetheart. No, you come out to more shows than than you should <laughs> in uh, terms of your no, show support. No, not that I should. <laughs> I'm just saying uh, uh, to have your support means the world to me. So thanks for oh, tonight and for you. coming out to shows. And outside you of betcha. that, yeah, Counting Crow show on Friday night, Star Theater, uh, a new album called New Northbound on the way in in the new year. So in the new year and a Tyler new Stenson. baby. Tylerstenson.com. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, all I can say. Yeah, well, it's been a pleasure to have you in. We've we've tried many times but you invariably play a gig on wednesday night so i'm just so thrilled that this worked out and you could stop by me too and um, i'll look forward to the rehearsal later and so everybody else be sure and uh catch the facebook stream because um that will be i don't know that will be soon half an hour ish i think probably cool all right well thank you tyler thank you so much okay good night